0: Life Audio. Hey, it's time for Cynthia Garrett's Girl Club. I'm Cynthia Garrett, and I will be right with you in just a moment after this. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your
1: fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth.
0: Hi, everybody. Happy Monday all around the world, wherever you are. Good morning, good night, good evening. Um, and welcome to Girl Club. I'm Cynthia Garrett, and I'm full today. And I, I hope that you guys are ready to kind of go on a little bit of a journey that may require some explaining. But um, before I do, we have a full tribe today, which is really amazing. So my 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 fora uh, My four peeps are here. For those of you who watch us regularly, you know that we are just a bunch of real girls having real talk about real issues and seeking to walk in real faith. Because the reality is that no matter what you're going through in your life and in your day, no matter what the politics of the day look like or what your community looks like, what your world looks like, no matter what your heart feels like, God's got a point of view in all of it. And we keep looking at points of views from different sides and different political spheres and through different political parties. And the reality is that a political party will never bring you peace. It will never bring you freedom. It is only the word of God and, and, and living for Christ that will bring you real peace and real freedom. And I say this because I'm fortunate enough to experience that peace and freedom every day. And it's a continual battle to walk in it, but it's a battle worth waging so as we welcome all of you into Girl Club today, I just want to um bring the tribe on the screen and our our uh our teen uh little teen family member who's joining us today as well. Summer Garrett, there's no mistake in the last name. She's my niece. And um she often um proves to me the lessons, the many lessons that Jesus had when he said, you know, uh, you should be raising up people, you know you should be raising up disciples that can then turn around and, and sow into your life and while while we as students may never become greater than our eternal master, it is pretty awesome to see when your earthly student becomes the master. Um, so it's good to have you summer and and I'm really happy to have you with my with my tribe uh, Nova Page, Christina Reynolds, and Christina Boudreaux. You guys know all of them regularly. I don't think we've ever all five been together on camera um, or in studio for those of you listening on podcasts. So I'm pretty excited about this and um, I hope it has something to do with kind of a journey that God took me on yesterday that I really wanted to share, not just with everyone watching and listening, but with all of you guys in studio as well. Good morning, uh, Salumbra Latanya. Good morning, everyone. It's good to see you. Hi, Michael. So yesterday I woke up. And I think what I really want to talk about today is God's grace. And the reason why I want to talk about God's grace is because I had a big realization about some misconceptions I've had about his grace. And 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 how we can sometimes forget the power of his grace, and we can forget that his grace. Is sufficient for us, right? Mm-hmm. And his grace is all that we need, really. And and it's as I told my niece yesterday, and she said, I didn't know that. Grace means undeserved favor, you know, the unmerited favor of God is really all that we need to get through everything that we have to get through every day. And we've been having some hard conversations here on Girl Club the last couple of months. And They're hard because they've been conversations in which we've all acknowledged the deep wounding that we've experienced by the church, you know, by church and church leaders and everybody but Jesus. Right. Like it's it's amazing. Like your deepest woundings, they always come through other humans and and they hurt even more when they come from brothers and sisters in Christ. But the reality is that God's grace never goes away. He's still there in all of it, working through it all. And yesterday morning, to be really honest, I woke up and I, 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 I had been having these 4 a.m. wake up sessions, which I often have when I'm struggling with something. Um, can't sleep, feel fear, anxiety, doubt, overwhelmed, don't know what to do. How's it going to get happen, God, it's bigger than us, you know, meaning me and my husband. And, and I, I went out in the course of the day because I just thought I need to get out of the house because I just need to get out with the day. So our adopted son, Mario is here visiting, who looks a lot like Stormzy, this UK rapper that you know I'll, I'll end up talking about today. But um, we go out and we decide to go over to our land and we're doing some work. And I wanted to show him this video of this, this rapper. Um, and we were having a conversation about God and how God moves in the world today and how the expression of love or encounter with him may not always look the same, but it's just as powerful, you know, when it's real and authentic. And so I played this video for him. Now, I was playing it for him thinking he was going to have an encounter. What happened when I was playing it was that I began to get rocked by the song and I didn't know why I just started weeping. And, and it was something. it was the lyrics, you know, I don't, I don't know how I'm going to get through another day and blah, blah, blah. So I think what I want to do is I want to start this morning. I want to play the video because then when I, we get into where we're going today, it's going to make, I think that much more sense and hopefully make it that much more powerful to you. Um, I also happen to think the song is incredibly anointed. So hopefully it will touch all of you watching and listening But um, I just want you to kind of think about something my niece would later write to me at the end of the day. And she said, I told God I have nothing. I quit. I'm walking blind. And he said, great. That's a position in which I can do amazing things. So what you said, Auntie, confirms it. She had asked me to pray for her and and see if God said anything to me for her. And so, um, Anna, would you just play? Uh, Stormzy's Blinded by Your Grace. And this is, um, for those of you who may not know who Stormzy is, he's a UK rapper who had an encounter with the Lord and basically decided he wanted to do this song as an expression of his love and his acknowledgement of God's grace. And he's so humble and can't believe, he thought that he would be dead and poor his whole life. He never thought that God would change his circumstances. He never thought that God would break in and help him. Um, and he never thought that he would be performing songs like this on a stage like Glastonbury with 100,000 people, which he does regularly now um, with his rap music. But he closes every show with this song. And somehow or another, the power of God's grace unites hundreds of thousands of non-believers, because he's a secular artist, together chanting what it is that they really need. And acknowledging that we're all just broken, and we need God's grace. So, Anna, if you would just start us off with the live version of of this song. Help me out, please.
2: We're gonna take this to church, and we're gonna give God all the glory right now. We're giving God all the glory right now. Let's go, man. Help me out. I'm blinded by your grace. Sing yeah, along. Yeah. I'm blinded by your grace, by your grace, I'm blinded by your grace, I'm blinded by your grace, your have been broken, although oh, I'm not worthy, you fix me, I'm blinded, sing along, by your grace, sing along, Broken, although I'm not worthy, you fixed me. Now I'm not dead. By your grace, you came and saved me. One sound for the Lord, and one time for the cause, and one. applause one time for Fraser T. Smith from the board. i to really be got one. I stay prayed up, then I get the job done. Yeah, I'm Abigail Zoop, but I'm God's son. But well, I'm up now, look at what God's done. No, I'm really look at what God did. On the main stage, running around topless. I'm all fixed, and I tell him that we got this. God's plan, they can never stop this. Like, where right there could you stop my verse? You say this kid, and I'm not your first. It's not my blood, it's not my birth. But oh my God, what a God I serve, God
0: And so while the song was playing in the car, I started having uh, a, like the Lord, the Holy Spirit started to really visit my spirit just like he did now. And and I started weeping and and I I, I had no idea how God was going to connect the dots, but I want you to follow me because this is how his grace works every day in our life. I woke up feeling like, Lord, I'm broken, and I don't think I can ever be fixed. Um, there are realities about many of our lives, and I know Christina and Christina, you may get this. Summer, I know you got it, but there are realities about our lives, and Nova, you're gonna get this too, in which sometimes we feel so hurt, so broken, so wounded, so afraid, so overlooked, so in fear that we don't know how we're gonna get to another day, much mm-hmm. less through the current one. And so now this song is like resonating with me and I, I couldn't stop playing it. So I just came home and I was playing it over and over and over again. And then I my niece writes to me and she wanted prayer. And so we start this very deep uh, fellowship, talking um, on text. And I, I'm gonna kind of go through the journey of this because it's gonna come out really, I think, and land the point of where, where I wanna, what I want to say. Um, and Summer said, you know, I hear a lot about God making all things new. That verse took a whole new meaning for me, like that. He's making everything in my life, new relationships, jobs, lifestyle, things I do, everything. And then I said, yes, Summer, you know, I, he loves us. And if we allow him to make everything new, he will, but he's a gentleman and we have to allow him. Right. To which she said, you know, thank you. Thank you for your fellowship. I asked for strength and he definitely talked to me, but he also used you. And as she was saying this, he began to use her to bless me. And this is why iron must continue to sharpen iron and we must continue to stay in fellowship because God works through each of us in in our life and in the other person's lives. It's a very reciprocal thing that happens when you step in to the fellowship of Christ with your brothers and sisters. Amen. And this is how it's Amen. supposed to work when we work it, right? So Summer basically has been displaced because her brother had COVID. So what she said is, you know, I got so used to hearing God in my house, in my room, which is my sanctuary, and I can't live at home right now. So I'm challenged to see if I can hear his voice wherever I am. Basically what she's saying, and Summer, I'm going to paraphrase, is I'm out of my comfort zone. And I'm trying to hear God and I know that I need to hear God, even when I'm not in my comfort zone. And so she says, you know, she goes on and she says, you know, I feel like I'm in a holy waiting room. And that hit me so deeply because I know that so many of us right now feel like we're in a holy waiting room. And what does that mean? Right? Well, for summer, she said, you know, I saw myself in a white clouded room and I was in between two doors. And this is so powerful for all Mm -hmm. of us. One door was labeled the past and it was closed. And and she was sitting in the waiting room waiting for the other door, which was labeled future, to open. And Jesus is going to open it at the right time. And that was that so powerfully hit me. You know, and I, I just started talking to her and I said, you know, Summer, we don't deserve anything from a perfect God, yet he gives us everything. He turns our mourning into gladness and he gives us beauty for the ashes our life could actually be and should actually be. It's amazing, really. Today, I just connected with the truth of his presence for a moment and it just made me cry. I, w- I woke up with fear and doubt and such confusion and feeling like sometimes I'm directionless and don't know what to do with my life anymore, which is odd for me because I've always been the girl that took control and knew what to do and made the course and was the one leading. But when I gave it over to God, see, now I'm no longer leading, I'm following. And this is a very uncomfortable place for a lot of people to be. Like we're looking at the world around us, knowing the reality is we're supposed to follow God but the, what looks like truth is so powerful, right? But then I get into my day and God visits me through this song and I realize I'm okay to wait on him to take me wherever he's taking me. I'm blinded by his grace when I realize that he's been carrying me for years, just like he carries all of us. And then Summer writes, and I heard God telling me, just like I eat with ease today, because I know that I have a workout plan for tomorrow, It's the same with what's next in my life. I can relax because it's already planned and done. And God wants us to relax because he's already taken care of what we're worried about. If we could only live in the confidence of his grace, we would live differently. And then she said something to me and it kind of ripped me to shreds, especially on that morning, because I was just beginning to be honest with her about having woken up in a that morning feeling completely shaken for no reason, just emotions and fears and doubts in, in, the found, in our foundation. You know, I think so many things can happen that, that want to shake us, that we just sometimes will wake up. And if we're not quick to run to the throne, then we're underneath the earth. And she wrote, mm-hmm. auntie, I think that's exactly your life. You always walk by faith. And so many amazing things have happened in your life because of your strong faith. It's inspiring to me. And I, and I said, well, thank you. You know, but let me be real. It's not always easy. Sometimes I walk terrified, but I keep trying to get up and keep walking when he reveals his presence to me. And I feel something like today in that song, I find myself coming to this place of repentance of my fear and my Mm -hmm. doubts and my questions. So then she says, "Well, your faith has gotten you this far, look at God's resume. He can take care of you this time, just like he does every other time, which I think is an important lesson for all of us to remember. And then she began to do something, and this is where I realized that for those of us who mentor young people, old people, any people, the seeds that you plant do blossom and they do grow. Don't lose hope because the student will eventually become the master. And while we as students may never become our master, we can certainly raise up students here on earth and plant seeds in good soil where it begins to grow and all of a sudden that soil is blessing you. And so she says, I saw this on the Bible app. It was a comment that someone made on one Peter five verses six to seven. And it it was this, that anxiety is alerting us that somebody else is logging on the enemy and that anxiety is a sign to our bodies that the devil is prowling hoping to steal our peace and replace it with his worry because we can only have faith or worry in this temple called our body and then she sent me four three pages of something to read it would be too long now but it basically you know affirmed like a lot of the stuff that we were talking about and it was all stuff that I woke up with. We worry about a lot of things, right? We worry about being a good spouse, a good parent, a good person. It is possible to be a person of great trust and still have worry. Am I offending God by worrying and not being faithful is a question you should ask because the enemy can take something normal like worry and twist it into something really powerful. We can get so consumed with worry and fear and anxiety that there's no room to breathe. Rejoice in the Lord, regardless of circumstances. Be anxious for nothing. What is anxiety? Anxiety is to be pulled in a lot of different directions. And unreasonable anxiety is ridiculous about things you can't control. There are two kinds of worry. Solvable worry versus floating worry. Solvable worry is this. Mm -hmm. Things that we have a solution for and can do something about. Floating worry is this the hypotheticals, the assumptions, the worries that we can't control. They're lingering, floating around, making us worry about things that we can do nothing about. Those two types, there's two types of worry further. There's even more types of worry, two more the worry about today and the worries about tomorrow. Our desire is to control the uncontrollable as people. Worry is like a rocking chair, though, it keeps you busy. And it gives you something to do, but it gets you nowhere. <laughs> and and then this, what she sent me went on to say, worry can be so harmful. It's the chief contributor to depression, heart attacks, death, high blood pressure. 30% of what we worry about never happens. And 30% is what has already happened. That means 60% of your worries are a waste of time, you guys. Because there's a 40% chance that your future looks nothing like what it is you're worrying about and making up in your brain. So what do we do? We choose prayer over despair, number one. Philippians 4, 6 says, let your requests be known to God. Pray about everything instead of worrying. Anxiety is our body's way to tell us that something is off. We got to focus on God in the moment. God is the God of the present. He's here and present. Pray about what's on your heart not what you wish was on your heart because prayer starts with honesty. See, if it's big enough to worry about, it's big enough to pray about. So cast your cares on the Lord. Don't feel them back in, right? You know that our emotions and our feelings can cause us to feel a reality that's not lining up with the word of God. So you got to throw all of that on God and you got to leave it to him and trust him. And pray with thanksgiving. You know, I think a lot of the time we don't pray with Thanksgiving. And I found myself in the middle of this text dialogue with Summer beginning to pray in a in a thankful way for the things that I was worried about, knowing that God's already got them and that he's going to take care of it. Even if it is just, I don't know what my tomorrow looks like, because we never do. Pray and praise God. Our rejoicing isn't dis- dependent on his response. Philippians 4, 7 And this is where it refers back to what Summer had shared earlier. Anxiety is just God alerting us that someone is logging on that's not you. If you're a Mm -hmm. computer and you're programmed to Mm do this, you need to be aware when the devil Mm -hmm. has now logged on. It's a virus. Mm -hmm. It's trying to get in the DNA of your computer system and jack you up and bring you lies. And lies can't live in the computer coding when you put truth in. The devil's prowling, you guys we got to have our guard up. We have to focus on what God's doing in our life, but we're so inclined to focus on the negative, not the positive. Why do we dwell on the negative? When the Bible says, whatever is true, honorable, and worthy of praise, dwell on those things. 80% of physical, emotional, and mental health issues is directly dependent on our thought patterns. So ask yourself, what have you been filling your mind with? what are you filling your mind with when you put the wrong things into your mind? It'll directly affect your life. Mm. If you put garbage in your mind, you're going to get garbage in your life. But a wise person is hungry for knowledge. Only the fool feeds on trash. Mm. And then this is where it gets really powerful. Nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. God is a redeemer. We've got to choose trust over control. Because the God of peace is with us. We got to put God's kingdom first and all things that we worry about will be given to us. The things that we worry about don't actually last. That's why we need to give up our need for control. So the writer of this goes on to ask the question, how might God show up when we give up worry over our finances? How might God show up when we give up worry over our futures? How might God show up when we give up worry about the fact that we've been hurt by this church or that church or this leader or that leader or this movement or that movement? When we just give it back to him and start to see the biggest, the bigger picture. Some of the things that God called us to do don't always make sense, but we're just called to trust. And so we live in this distracted society, And we're so used to being constantly on our phones. And so what this author goes on to to really try to do is to challenge us to turn off our phones every day for a period of time and just sit with God. And just when I thought that my young student, Summer, this 22-year-old niece of mine that I would die for, um, just when I thought it couldn't get any deeper, she then kicks off a series of scriptures. And now I'm sitting there and she didn't even realize now I'm wrecked because what she's saying is God speaking exactly to the crud that I woke up underneath at four o'clock in the morning, just not happy, not feeling good, struggling, you know, really struggling in faith and fear, you know, and she, she writes, remember Philippians 4, 6, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he's done. And then she writes Romans 8, 25. But if we look forward to something we don't yet have, we got to wait patiently and confidently. And then she goes, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are are called according to his purpose for him. For God knew his people in advance and he chose them to become like his son so that his son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And having chosen them, he called them to come to him. And having called them, he gave them right standing with himself. And having given them right standing, he also gives them glory. That's Romans Mm -hmm. 8, 28. Then she goes on to say, so can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? This is scripture, guys. As the scriptures say, for your sake, we're killed every day. We're being slaughtered like sheep. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loves us. And I'm convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Come on, Paul. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears nor for today, nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the power of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Jesus Christ, our Lord. That's Romans eight, 35 to 39. Auntie, isn't that amazing? I don't know who the person is, but I was reading around and I felt a thirst for the word that I needed to fulfill. And I kept going and I found that. And, and then, of course, I, I said, um, you know, this is exactly what I needed. You have no idea, Summer. This was God. He just gave me what I needed to hear today because I live under his grace. Mm-hmm. He's so good. You see what I mean? Grace. I don't deserve it. Lord, I'm not worthy, like the song says, but you fixed me and saved me. And I'm blinded by your grace. And then the Holy Spirit said again, again, again. And I realize that I'm blinded by his grace again, because his grace is for us every day. It's the same because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we live in an eternal state of grace. When we walk with him daily, we are walking daily in grace. And then she went on and I thought this was so beautiful. And she said, you know, I'm glad this helped you. God loves you. He cares about everything you're concerned about. That's a word for each and every one of you listening. He cares about everything that you're concerned about. And after that verse, I was thinking of the verse where it says what love is, auntie. And I didn't even know the chapter by heart, but I felt to click one Corinthians and this is what came up. Love is patient and kind. Love isn't jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It doesn't demand its own way. It's not irritable and it keeps no record of being wronged. It doesn't rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up. Love never loses faith. Love is always hopeful and it endures through every circumstance. Nothing can separate us from this, she writes. Understand the power in which that hit me that I hope you receive it. We read about what love is And we're often reminded that we're incapable of loving the way God tells us to love. This is what love is. Worldly love looks nothing like this. It really doesn't. And even for those of us who are believers, when we try to love this way, even our best efforts can end up looking like filthy rags, right? Scripture says our righteousness is as filthy rags. But this is powerful when you think about it in terms of Jesus and you. Jesus's love for you is patient and kind. Jesus's love for you isn't jealous. It's not boastful or proud or rude to you. Jesus's love for you doesn't even demand its own way. He's not irritable with you. He keeps no record of how you wrong him. Jesus doesn't rejoice about injustice from you, but he rejoices whenever the truth of his love for you wins out and you realize it in your life. Jesus's love never gives up on us. Jesus's love never loses faith in us. Jesus's love is always hopeful in us turning to truth, realizing truth, giving him all the mess that people put on us and knowing that we will emerge victoriously. Jesus's Mm -hmm. love endures with us through every circumstance. And that is the love that nothing that anybody ever does to us can separate us from. That is ours in Christ Jesus, you guys. It's freeing and it's humbling because as I explained to her, grace is unmerited favor. How do we even deserve that? Yet he gives it to us because if we got what we deserve, we probably all die. And then all of a sudden I wrote to my husband as she was writing to me, his grace is sufficient. For every day that we're on earth, because every day he gives us, he has purpose for that day. We're still here. We still have purpose. God isn't done. The path of the righteous gets brighter and brighter. And then she says, oh, there's more for you. As if I wasn't already tanked in realizing that his grace is truly all I need. Because I woke up under a storm cloud. Then I listened to a guy named Stormzy singing about his grace and then I encountered this child this 22 year old who dropped knowledge on me because I made it the pride of my life to sow knowledge into her from the time she was a child because I adore her so much and I wanted her to not make the same mistakes I've made in my life and all of a sudden I realized he was blinding me by his grace And that's how the grace of God works. It's subtle. You don't see it. You don't often even know that you need it. It's just his undeserved favor hears us when we say, Lord, I'm broken. I don't know how to fix me. I don't know why I live with this pain inside of me or these fears or these doubts or these things. It has to do with the fact that we live in a fallen world. And a lot of that world has fallen right on top of our heads, man. Some of us in church, I, I've i suffered for months with what Nova and Christina and Christina have gone through at the hands of church and church leaders, knowing that God still loves his bride, the church, and that somehow or another, no matter how heavy the house is on top of our heads, we have to still stand up and encourage people to get into church because in church they might encounter truth. But then God said, yeah, but you know what? I'm bringing truth all over the world through secular rap artists, through people you wouldn't otherwise expect who've encountered me, who've decided that they're gonna close each concert with me and they bring hundreds of thousands of people into my grace, my unmerited, undeserved favor. Hoping that one of them will recognize or many of them and choose him. Hoping that they'll too be blinded by his grace. His grace is overwhelmingly bright. It's so bright and hopeful, it's blinding. So then she lays this one on me. And it reminded me for all, reminded me of what all of us here listening have chosen to do. And it's Psalm one. Verses one to three. Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers. But they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. They are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season Each season, their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all that they do. Auntie, we are trees that bear fruit each season, and we prosper in all that we do. Keep going, Auntie. The devil wants to stop who God wants to use, and I need to share this with all of you. You are here because God wants to use you in your mess in your circumstances, with the house on top of your head. Sometimes the house is the church, man, but he wants to use you. And then she said, so, Auntie, now, therefore, there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. We are not condemned, (sighs) the Holy Spirit said to me. We're not condemned by Mm -hmm. what we've done, by our imperfections. None of that. We're going to continue to fall. But as long as we keep falling forward, a saint is just a sinner who fell down but got up. So she says, when you walk, you won't be held back. When you run, you won't stumble. Take hold of my instructions. Don't let them go. Guard them for they're the key to your life. Proverbs 4, verses 12 and 13, and it's true. And then she said, just like you say, Auntie, iron sharpens iron. I'm happy for our fellowship. And at that point, I was too wrecked to do much more than put my phone down. And I sent my husband, I said, I can't even begin to explain to you what just happened. Summer and I have been having a deep talk that was literally a word today for both of us. I've broken down in tears because, as you know, I've been waking up again and can't sleep, four o'clock in the morning, worrying, feeling anxious and afraid and stressed and overwhelmed about what we have to do here and how, how. It's all so much bigger than I am. And in the natural, I should fail. And many times I feel directionless and hopeless because I'm focused on the reality of me. But then Summer sends the scripture, nothing can separate us from his love. And look at what his love really is. And then that song connected so deeply in my soul, honey, and I realized that his grace just showed up today to save me and fix me from all of what I woke up with this morning. It's not just out there, his grace, something that we can't touch. His grace is an ever-present help in our time of trouble. And those times of trouble might just be some mental anxiety that you are going through or struggling with. I am blinded. Lord, I am not worthy. I'm broken. You fixed me. Now I'm blinded by your grace again. It is, you guys, it is a continual blinding that we live in. And we truly don't deserve it, but His grace is truly sufficient for everything that we have on our plate not just today but for the rest of our lives mm. and i know that was a long way you know home today and i want to hear from you guys and i but i i just had to i just i felt the lord say you have to share this because amen my grace truly is sufficient and sometimes we hear these scriptures and I do, I'll hear them and they're, it's like, I know them, but sometimes they can seem out there when you're in a moment of struggle, you know, when you're in a moment of pain and, and I never want to be that person that says, Oh, baby girl, just go pray about it without an understanding. There's a, that there's a sensitivity to Like, you can't dismiss people, right? It's real, the stuff that we all go through. It's real. But you also have to understand, and I hope that was an example of how real his grace is and how subtly and beautifully and powerfully he moves in all of our lives. If we just open our eyes, if we just seek to see him, if we cry out to him, sometimes my prayer sounds guttural. God, I'm broken, I was sexually abused as a little girl. It has left me with stuff inside and and I'm broken. you know, God, I've been dropped by people and disappointed in them. People who were my friends in the church, people that I sewed into, that I helped, who I feel betrayed by I'm broken, Lord, fix me, and that was my prayer, and that's why. When the song came on, I started crying because I didn't realize it until the end of the night that what was happening was he was answering my prayer. He was answering, he even used the same words, Lord, I'm broken, please fix me. And then he blinded me by his grace and he showed up and he fixed me. And so I just hope, you know, I hope that, that all of you will find encouragement in God and how he fixes your life and how he can fix your life. And girl club is a place of intense fellowship for the girls and the guys, you know, that join us. But I want it to be a place of intense truth and even more intense breakthrough. And when I have breakthroughs like that, something so simple, but just a reminder of the fact that his grace is sufficient because mm-hmm. we cannot be separated from a love that is perfect.
1: Yeah. Go, go Can I say something, Cynthia? Please, please. Dude, so like so yesterday, right? I'm sitting in church and you know, I'm hearing like, you know, like Raoul Reese speak, right? You know, Ryan Reese's dad. And he is, and he literally was talking about how in this season, how God is, is like cleaning house in his church around the country, you know, and around the world. And, and I've had so many friends this last week, like two of my, well, three of my best friends, like one of them, you know, is my, are one of the guys on whosoever team and his wife, I'm at their house like two times a week with their family. He has Marfan syndrome and he, you know, used to be a lead singer of a band and his wife has a brain tumor. And we're supposed to leave this Thursday to go on tour to speak at a youth camp in San Antonio, Texas. We find out, man, that they're just laid out with COVID, right? And we're just dropping groceries off at their house and all this stuff. And I'm having one of my other best friends. I just got back. Had to leave the mission field early in Florida. This is These are faithful people, right? She had to leave because she has blood in her stool. And I'm just like, bro, like, what the heck? And then I'm hearing from our young adults, you know, pastor on Thursday, he's like, There's things that we go through that we can't wrap our mind around. And I'm just getting calls all week from the most faithful, diligent, God seeking people that they are in the fire. And they're like, But God is giving us a grace, you know, like in the fire. And I'm just looking at people and I'm like, Lord, you are allowing like the most amazing people to go through hard things. And then I get home last night and you know, there, I found out some information that literally felt like the, the vision that I got from the Lord was literally like, you know, like, you know, I'm a warrior. I have my, like, you know, my, my, uh, Your my shield, and I think the enemy will throw like a little like dagger. He'll throw an arrow, but this was a full on spear, dude, that got thrown at me, and it literally like hit, dude. I felt it hit so because when a spear, like a big spear, right when they the Spartans used to go out to battle, when you hit someone with the spear, you could take a general out, and this was like a spearman that went through my shield and I felt it shake me but in this vision I got up it's almost like you know a spear like I kind of fell to my knees you know the spear hit my shield I got up I took the spear out I broke it in half and I threw it to the side and the and I was just like is that the best that you got and what happened yesterday shook so much of my surroundings so much of just like I it's very personal so it's something that I can't share but it shook me. But it didn't keep me keeping my eyes on the prize. I called one of my friends and I was like, this happened, right? But I leave on tour this week and I have a race to run. And I love the definition of endurance because endurance is is suffering through pain for long like periods of time. And when you have been walking with Christ, even... Like when things happen that are so painful, like this for me, it's it, I mean, it hit me because it shakes so much of my surroundings, but I was just like, dude, I've experienced worse. This is like a three on a scale of one to 10. And I think when you go through hard things, like I literally last night, even though this hit this spear literally hit my shield, dude. I felt a grace from the Lord and a peace that the Lord was like, I got this Christina. So I went to bed at eight 30 and I slept for 12 hours. I literally woke up at eight 30 this morning, but that word grace, man, like it's something that if that only God's grace can give us a peace in the midst of like a hell of a circumstance Mm -hmm. and it's his grace that allows us to get through. And I feel like I'm that warrior right now that I'm like, Lord, I have a battle to fight. Like I have kids I yeah. have to reach. I don't got time to be entangled with civilian things. Right like, I, to chase you and pursue you, and so everything that you just said, like summer, on behalf of all the saints, that was a word for me, dog. Because like I, I felt it, dude. And I'm feeling the weight of like the, the enemy laughing in my face. Yeah, and I'm and I'm looking at him, and I'm like, no, nah, dude. I smell mm-hmm. like hell because I've already been to the gates in hell. You can send a spear my way, but I will not stop serving the king, and I will not mm-hmm. stop chasing him, and I will not stop battling because mm-hmm. the cross is worth it, and Christ is worth it. So, on behalf of all the saints, I needed
0: that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and let it, us, yeah. let us, let us run with perseverance. The race marked out yes. for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. Amen, yeah. Doug. Amen. Yeah. Summer, do you have anything to say? Yeah, I'm like, girl, if you got anything else, I'll receive whatever you got, girl. <laughs>
3: um, yeah, there's been the verse that's been on my mind, on my mind since you finished talking. I don't want to exit out to, and then I don't want this to go away. It's it's basically essentially saying that just as you can't see what's going on in the mother's womb, just you can't see what God is doing all the time. But it's about, but you know the baby is forming. You know the baby is growing. You know the baby is fine. Like, it's in there. It's living. It's growing. So just as you can't see that, you can't see the things that God is doing. Mm. And so that is a verse the Bible. I don't know the exact scripture, but it was in my head. And yesterday, like, this whole week, I haven't been at home, and it's been really hard for me. And I just kind of accepted the challenge. I always love growing in my faith growing at anything that I do. And I really believe that sometimes, especially when you believe in God, you don't have control. And that's what I love. I don't want to have control because I think if I do it my way, it won't be as good as if God, you know, handles my life. But I was having trouble hearing him. But I think what I've learned is that he's near. And even yesterday, like, I told my friend, I was like, honestly, can you, like, I said it nicely. I was like, just have the room. Like, can you leave the room? I just... I need time with God. I feel like God is trying to speak to me and I just, I need to listen. I need time by myself. And so I felt like pulled to scripture and I felt it was like a thirst. And I just felt like I needed to read more and more and then look up this thing and look up this thing. It was like, I was on auto, like auto mode. I was just like clicking and going, clicking. And, going. and then to see how that, I guess, obedience touched my, aunt. I didn't even know it touched her in that way because it's all through text. Like, I don't know what she's thinking or feeling, but even like, I felt God's presence and I felt at peace, but I didn't know that God was using me to talk to her. And it's just so powerful because I think that we, I don't know if Like other people go through this, but sometimes I feel like, God, are you there? Are you there? Like, I I need your presence. I need to feel your presence. Like, I want you to increase and just help me to see you everywhere that I am. But I feel like we don't always know He's there. But I think that this whole experience just taught me that He's there. He's here and He can use us, like, no matter what. We, We just have to be open to it and listen and, um, I think that whenever we're weary, the scripture says that he gives strength to all who are weary. And so I think that if anyone's going through anything, seek and you'll find. Knock and the door will be open. Those are scriptures in the Bible and everything that God does, he does through his word. He's done that through everyone. He's used so many people in the Bible that we're not worthy, like that we wouldn't deem as worthy. There's a whole verse i i want to say was in peter and he goes through everyone in the bible that he used who wasn't worthy um joseph and esther and just all he listed everyone this happened to this person this person was a prostitute and he still used them they're in the bible like god can use you god you're we're not worthy but that is like the most freeing and humbling thing because we're not worthy but he'll still give us everything he'll still use us And I yesterday was feeling unworthy. I was like, I'm not in my space. I feel like I didn't go to church this week. I didn't do girl club last week. I I wasn't feeling worthy, but God still used me. And I'm so humbled because it's, it's touched people, but it's not me. It's God working through me. And it's so humbling because God is near god is that's what i was feeling so much yesterday god is near god is here god is near i can feel his presence he's here he's working um i kept getting a vision of that waiting room and i felt led Mm -hmm. to share with my aunt sometimes i never want to maybe it's the flesh just telling me oh don't overshare but like no share because all those things touched her like there are so many scriptures and so many things, like all those scriptures. When she was reading them and naming them, I was like, "How did I even? How did I even get to all those scriptures? Like, I don't even." That was just like God. You were
0: preaching,
3: and like I, I don't—I was hearing all these things to search this word so that this scripture would come up, and like God is just like doing it through me, and um, yeah, I was just really.
0: He is an ever present help an ever present help in our time of need. Scripture says, I mean, and think about that ever present means all he's there. He is near. He doesn't, he doesn't leave us, you know, and, and, and it's interesting because I think what's so powerful you guys is just sometimes it's the, it's the simplest reminders, you know, um, of the fact that we can't do it alone, you know it's, and, and, and that but that in the simple reminder of the fact that we can't do it alone, we're reminded that we are never alone, because he's always there doing it. He's always there carrying us, you know, and um I've been praying so much for um, you sisters that I'm looking at on you know, in studio. Um, as I pray for all of you who are listening and watching, but, you know, I know some specifics, you know, of things that you've both gone through Nova and Christina Reynolds, and I've really been praying because I know that I know, you know, when summer said, you know, the devil wants to stop what God wants to use. I mean, Amen. it's the story. It's the story mm-hmm. over your lives. CB, mm-hmm. CR, Nova, summer. You know, each and every one of you who's here, every Girl Club member, anybody who's stumbling on this video, let me tell you, God wants to use you. All you have to do is say yes. That's it. All you have to do is say yes. And in saying yes, you encounter the reality of his love and his grace. And that takes care of the rest. I find that it's no one telling me, You know, nobody came into my life and said, you have to change this, you have to change that, you have to clean this up, you have to clean that up, you have to change your mind and your opinions about all these things, and then God can use you. No, it's like that old saying, God doesn't call the qualified, he qualifies the called. (laughs) You know, it was the reality of how much he loves me that caused me to change things, you know, And, and it's even the way that I look at politics today, even the way I look at what's going on in our country, you know, all of these All of this stuff, inflation and high gas prices and, you know, Roe v. Wade and abortion and all these opinions and all this constant bombarding of stuff. It's icky, secular, worldly stuff that is a reality. It's a part of the world that we live in but we're not called to look at these things the way the world does. We're called to look at these things from a higher plane and through different eyes with a different heart and, and to hear with different ears. We are the peacemakers and blessed are the peacemakers, you know, that's what we are. No, but I, I, you and Christina have been so quiet. And I know you. I, I can always tell when you're both full up.
4: <laughs> Christina,
5: you got something to say? <laughs> I don't have much to say, other than I'm just always just so amazed at how the Lord leads Girl Club. Like right before us, we're like, you know, we're all texting and um leading up to Girl Club. I was just thinking, ah, oh, like I feel like we needed this. We needed like an infilling. It's like it's good mm-hmm. to talk about things and hash things out and share, but then there also comes that point where it's like, okay, now Lord, just like pour out, fill us up, you know, to that overflowing point. So I just want to thank you, Cynthia, for it. I think it's completely 100% right that you took up all the time to just let loose and preach and release that over us. And thank you summer for just being led because I needed, I'm sitting here going, Oh my gosh, I've been struggling with anxiety as well. It's like, it's just such a good, like you said, it's again and again, it's not like, you know, I've been in this game for like 15 years now. I've been on this walk for 15 years and now I've got it. It really is that every day remembering being reminded and, It's been, that's all I have to say. It's beautiful. I needed to hear that. And I'm thoroughly encouraged.
4: Mm -hmm. I'm with you. Um, Today felt like a reset. Felt like a reset today. Amen. Yeah. Um, And I too needed today. And, um, you know, it was interesting because my husband and I have taken, I I would say a bit of a sabbatical and just kind of not been, serving in a local church, but just uh, visiting a couple different churches. And um, and then we went on a few different like family adventures, I would say. Within those adventures, I felt like I was just doing a lot of things I didn't want to do. <laughs> um, maybe serving in ways that I was just feeling a little resentful even. I was like, this is supposed to be for me, God. And I felt like I was like, you know, just doing things I didn't necessarily desire to do. And I said, honey, I'm so tired and I'm supposed to be vacating. And I kind of had this great conviction because he said, well, in your serving in these moments, like, would you have it any other way? Would you, would you end up doing it any differently? And I'm like, well, I guess not. Cause like when we love God, like he ends up giving us the strength to just like show up and do the things we actually kind of sometimes don't even want to do. And his grace is sufficient. Like he does it. And he reminded me of that scripture, Galatians six, nine It's like, you know, don't, don't t- get tired and weary and weary of doing good. Cause at the proper time, you know, you're going to reap a harvest. And if you don't give up and I, I'm like, it kind of just hit me. I'm like, he's like, Nova, like keep doing it, like keep going and don't give up. And so I feel really encouraged because I know that it's his grace that helps me not give up. Like, it's like this circle. I'm like, I want to give up, but then somehow he shows up and gives me the grace to show up. And then I realize, oh, it's not in my own strength. Cause like I was doing something a couple of weeks ago where I was like, I felt like I was going down and getting sick and I needed to help somebody in like a moment of like on my vacation, help them in a moment of like, they need help. And I was not wanting to do it. And I literally had to stop and go, God, I don't want to do this, but I know you're asking me to show up. So you're going to give me everything I need. In fact, you're going to heal me. Cause I felt like I was going down. Like I need to get into bed. And I was like, I need you to show up. And he did. And I, and that's the grace that you're talking about, Cynthia. I'm like, when I just don't have it, he does. And if I ask him, he shows up. And that is where I know I can rest. I can rest in that. Yeah. There is, there, there's a doctor named Dr. John Allen. And he says, it's a free country in your own mind. It's a free country in your own mind.
2: Wow, so what do you to
4: wow. do with that country? And wow. for those of us who have been wounded, we all have to a certain degree. Um, and we've had the trauma. We are not obligated to the trauma. We're not mm-hmm. obligated. And there's freedom mm. when you understand I'm not obligated to that trauma and mm. in there. And, and probably there's not enough time in this conversation, but there's a, there's a free country. So, um, Amen. in my own Amen. mind, there's a free country That's, and I may operate okay. in that freedom because Jesus Christ has set me free Amen. and he Amen. has given us liberty. Amen. So, so grateful. Mm-hmm. I feel very grateful. So thank you, Summer. And thank you, Cynthia, because what an mm-hmm. amazing reminder today. So I feel, yeah. I feel really filled mm-hmm. up. So thank you so much. What a gift today is. Yeah. And you are all such a mm-hmm. gift to me. So I love you yeah. guys. Thank you. thank you. There's a peace oh, right now that I feel right. that oh, passes man. all understanding. Yes. and I'm just yeah. feeling, feeling the presence mm-hmm. and the peace of God Amen. that Amen. reigns right in us and through us. So I, I feel like we can, man, we can walk in freedom this week.
0: Amen. 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 Thanks Novi. And it, it, yeah, you guys, I, um, thank you, you know, thank you for, thank you for receiving it. Um, I love what you said. It's a free country in your own mind. And you know, that is a word for today in a powerful way because i think we're looking at least in our nation and i know in 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 i know in look in every nation right wherever you are wherever you're listening from you're looking at your country and, and and our leaders who are anything but leaders they're anything but living for christ like i do not see lifestyle christianity you know leading the nations unfortunately and and that has nothing to do with separation of church and state Separation of church and state is one concept, but separation from the individual, from the state of God that we're supposed to live in, that we were created in, is a real dangerous thing. Because, man, there's some bad shepherds leading. But as we as we look at it, it's a great reminder that it's a free country in our own mind. And if we stay free there, then I believe that that freedom will change the rooms that we walk into you know, and his grace is sufficient for that. That's it. That's how we stay free. It is his grace and his grace is beautiful and it's big and it's blinding. And I, my prayer for all of you, as we wrap up this week and as we move into our week is that you will notice the beautiful movement of his hand of grace in your life and that you will be blinded this week with the reality of the undeserved favor that is over your life because we said yes to Jesus. I mean, that's it. It's that simple. You just say yes. And so, Anna, I think it's appropriate to close us out. Nova and Christina, I wish I could sing because I would sing this song at the top of my voice. You know, I can rap. So when he does, when he says, you know, it's not by blood and it's not by birth, but oh my God, what a God I serve. I'm like, whoa, yes, I can I can feel that but um there's a beautiful choir of mostly women uh Wakefield Community Church I believe it is in England they got together and they did this during the pandemic um when no one could meet so they're they're all on Zoom and they all got together and they did this beautiful uh cover of Stormzy's song and Stormzy I, wherever you are in England in the or in the world today um I just want to Pray that God blesses your life, that the knowledge of him increases every day over your life. And and I want to thank you for giving this gift, not just to us believers, but to the secular world, for inviting them into the experience of God and his love and his grace at secular concerts where they're going to hear rappers sing or what have you. You've, You've been given a jewel and it is no wonder why this song became a, a national sensation. Um so Anna, if you would um just uh tee that up and, and play us out, I think I think uh let's go out on some praise and worship today. Cynthia Garrett. Remember, darkness can't drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate can't drive out hate. Only love can do that. I love that they quote Martin Luther King. I love you guys. I love you guys. Thank you for being in studio today. Thank you all for listening around the world. We love you guys. Blinded by his grace.
4: So good. Peace out, girl club. That was amazing. (laughs) Woo!